Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We will help you keep it running. Thanks for the help we get from Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician on beautiful Grand Avenue there at Lloyd's Automotive. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to see you again. Good to be here. And it is a brisk morning. It's cold this morning. It's uh, yeah. The, Let's be honest. It's the, cold. The breeze is blowing down through the tunnel, you know, or through the tunnels of the big buildings down here. And when it's you chilly. when you turn the corner on Seventh Street and Second Avenue, that wind comes up from the Mississippi. Yes, and it lets you know it's there. It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cold. Yeah, but we're here in a nice warm studio, uh, waiting for your phone calls and text messages uh, for uh, for Dan. If you have any kind of issues with your vehicle, call it in or text it in. Same number, 651-989-9226. I was talking to you, and my, my son informed me that the uh, oil that his car uses, and I've never seen it, uh, you have, zero, the viscosity is zero to 16. Yeah. Is that kind Isn't that of amazing? Get, it really is amazing. <laughs> Well, that that speaks to the technology of of motor oil that they can, you know, of course they want it thin like that for uh, easy startups and for uh, less resistance sure. or you know the the lower viscosity will uh, allow it to flow better, which allows everything to move easier. And um, it's just uh, and the, the technology of motor oil has allowed them to do that because the oil is so good. It uh, it handles it. It does just, it does just fine with that. So is there a uh, thinner viscosity yet than zero sixteen? Yeah. Not that I've heard of. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's pretty thin. It really is. Yeah. It looks like water. Right. Oh. All right. If uh, you again, if you have a question, a car care question, call it in, text it in six five. You know, we tend to get busy, especially knowing that Dan will be here till just about seven forty five. So don't wait. If you have a question. We'd like to help you out. Call it in, or uh, or send a text. Well, given the uh, the cold temperature date today, it's not going to stay this way. This is kind of a one day for a while, right? But then the more snow uh, is uh, predicted for the next, you know, half a day, day and a half or so, including the Twin Cities snow tires. People still going to Lloyd's getting snow tires on even to this uh, February uh, date. Well, it's late to late to yeah. put them on now. Yeah. If, if, uh, if you've gotten through the winter till now, it's probably uh, you might as well wait now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Hopefully, it won't be too long before we're taking them off and uh, getting back to spring and and dealing with the potholes. Well, I, I was thinking and again because you've addressed it before. If you, to get snow tires, this is a storage issue for for snow. Well, wow. it, it, which is fine. A lot of people have the room, and it's no big suppose, deal. Yeah. You know, if you have the room up in the rafters of your garage or whatever, you can put them up there and and out away. Uh, it's no big deal, but that is an issue for me personally. Uh, I don't put snow tires on my car just because I don't want to deal with storing, don't storing them. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to storm for the for the season. But you know, the it's it's not like it's a, a a bad investment. It's actually a very good investment if you are going to have your car long enough to go through two sets of tires anyway. What's the difference? One pair, one set miles will be snow tires, and one set miles will be uh, yeah. summer tires because they're gonna. They're going to last, you know, twice as long. 
as mm-hmm. one set of tires would anyway. So it's uh, it's I think it's a it's a fine investment if you're going to have your car that long uh, to burn through two sets of tires. Now, just speaking of that, the text just came in momentarily. It says, "How important is it to have snow tires on your car into winter now, since most cars have all season radials?" Well, they do, and that, that, that's a good argument. It's uh, yeah. it's uh, you know a good, better, best uh, thing. Uh, you know, a good is good as front wheel drive with uh, with uh, all season tires. Uh, better is all-wheel drive vehicle with all-season tires, and Bast is all-wheel drive with snow tires. And it's just the difference. How 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 good do you want it? <laughs> I mean, if you've ever driven a car on on ice or snow with snow tires, it's remarkable. It's, That's what yeah, I'm hearing yeah, from friends of mine who, yeah, who have that. Right. It's a, it's a big deal, and it's uh, certainly worth it. Uh, if you want the, if you want to be that comfortable and have that kind of traction, now the argument would be, we don't have that many days that you know today, and for weeks now the, you know the main roads anyway have been dry and clean and just fine. So yeah, for for a long time you haven't needed snow tires at all. Tomorrow you'll probably be glad you have them. That's true. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six as our phone number and text number. Same number applies. Speaking of text. Uh, here's a 13 Fusion, hit bumps and rear end sways. I think we've had one like this before. It feels loose. I asked before and tried everything you guys have suggested. Three different shops, new tires, alignment checked, all three said suspension is good. What's the next step? Well, it, it, if you're feeling, if you're actually feeling a shift back there, something's happening. Something's loose, or perhaps a, a, a shock, or you know, or a strut. While it looks fine and feels fine, isn't if you know un, the, you can't bounce a car to check a strut the way that uh, hitting a pothole or hitting a you know a big bump in the road does. We just you just can't copy that in in the shop and and so there's a chance that a shock or strut has failed. And I think if I was gonna you know take a guess, that's probably the, if 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 everything else looks tight and if all the bushings and and uh, and suspension parts are tight. Probably the most effective thing to do would be to change the rear struts and and see if that takes care of it. Speaking of shock absorbers, do you guys and your guys change those a lot anymore these days? Often you do. Often, yes, yes. We uh, every day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shocks and struts are definitely a wear item, and in fact, we quite frequently see vehicles come in with you know the the. the Strut suspension has the spring wrapped around the shock absorber. It's all one unit, and we quite frequently see uh, vehicles come in with broken uh, with uh, broken springs nowadays. Really? Yeah. Well, and that's a sign of potholes. Potholes. Again. Yeah. <laughs> potholes exactly. again. They they take the abuse. The springs and and shocks and struts take the abuse in weather air in uh, with roads like that. And I think that's what's what's uh, what's going on is is. Uh, they, they fail, and yes, we, we change those often. Texter wants to know, why might a car just turn off and shut down while one is driving? It has happened three times now. Once it would not start up right away, uh, and I guess that's it. Yeah, well, that's, uh, you know, there's a, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of ingredients that are necessary for the uh, car to keep running as you're driving down the road, and, uh, you know, uh, it, it needs spark. It needs fuel. 
the, uh, the timing needs to stay uh, correct and accurate, uh, needs battery charge. So there's a whole, things that, whole bunch of things that could cause that. Uh, and you might say, well, so what should I do? And uh, what, what we would do is if you, if you brought it into the shop, we'd have to figure out or get the information from you under what conditions is this happening, when is it happening, how can we duplicate the problem, and then we would put a whole bunch of test equipment on it. Uh, our laptops, we would plug into all the computers, and we would uh, put a spark indicator on it. We'd put a fuel pressure gauge on it and then go drive the vehicle. And when it does it, we need to figure out exactly which ingredient is missing. And once we know that, uh, once we know what the missing ingredient is, then we can, uh, can zero in on that and figure out why that's happening. Okay. Tell you what, we have callers, we have texters. They're going to take a quick break here and be back with more. If you have any kind of a car care question for Dan Burns, call it in or text it in. Again, it's the same number, 651-989-9226. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Exactly where are you located? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is between Lexington and Victoria on uh, Grand Avenue. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Give us a call, 651-228-1316. You can find us on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, and anywhere else you might look. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, Easy to find. We'll give you that info before Dan leaves us. By the way, Dan stays with us till just about 745. So if you have any kind of a car care question, don't wait. Call it in or text it in. The sooner the better. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Speaking of which, back to the phones. Brett is calling from Mankato. Brett, what is your question for Dan? Um, the question for Dan is: um, I drive uh, about eighty miles uh, to the Twin Cities, and my my car sits in a parking lot for sometimes three days, up to three days' time. My question is: I've, I've considered thought about buying a electric vehicle, but what I've been told is is when it's cold like this and an electric vehicle sits outside, it can actually lose as much as 30% of its battery power. I just wanted to find out if that's a myth or if that's something that there is some truth set. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, no, that is true. And that's one of the challenges with electric cars in our environment, uh, that they have not actually been able to figure out the cold battery uh, uh, problem. It's true. When a battery, any battery, the, you know, the battery in a conventional car, when you let it sit outside and it's below zero, the battery loses a significant amount of its power. And that's the reason, an additional reason that in the morning when you go to start your car, it turns over slow. The battery really is low uh, from, from being cold. And, uh, of course, when you get the car running and, and, and drive it, the battery charges back up. So it's just fine that it happens that way every day. But that is one of the things that they're certainly working on in this climate is how to uh, keep keep the batteries fully charged when they get cold. Yeah. Issue. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks for the call. Definitely an issue, though. 651-989-9226 if you want to call it in or text in your question. Same number. Uh, here's a text. If I damage a tire on my all-wheel drive vehicle such as that I need a new tire, do I need to replace all of them or just the one? Well, <clears throat> it depends. It, I mean, if, if you're due for four tires, that's a good time to do it. 
if you have, I would say if the tires are, you know, 50% or 75% still good, then uh, I would not put four tires on. I would just probably replace the one tire. It makes that, sense. Yeah, I would probably just place the one. And, you know, they get, the market gets a little bit funny on an all-wheel drive vehicle if the tires aren't all uh, exactly the same size, meaning some are, are worn more than the other ones. Uh, certainly, if a tire's worn, it turns faster. You know, it makes more revolutions than a bigger tire or, or a brand new tire. And so uh, if there's a significant difference in those tires, then the, the vehicle has to compensate for that. There needs to be slip, you know, there needs to be a slip place uh, because of, because they're not going the same revolution, the same number of, of revolutions as you're going down the highway. And uh, that where wherever that slip place is happening can be hard on the vehicle. Yeah. The truth is, though, that happens anyway. The car is designed for it. Uh, it's designed for that to happen. What you don't want to do, though, is abuse that system. So you don't want a brand new tire and a completely bald tire uh, because that's going to require a lot of slipping to happen as you're going down the road. Uh, if, but if they're pretty close, then it's just fine. All right. Tell you what, let's uh, talk to Joe, who's calling from my Sandy. Joe, what's your question for Dan? Yes, I think a week or two ago uh, I was listening and someone called in. They wanted to know should they uh, let their engine idle uh, on a diesel when you you know stop. And uh, I think it was Nick said, no, you can you can turn it off. Well, if you're lollygagging around town, I think that's fine. But if you're pulling a load or you're doing you know 70 miles an hour on the freeway uh, and it's 80, 90 degrees out. Uh, I've got the experience that says that the cheapest fuel you'll ever burn is while you're idling after you pull off uh, and you're pulling a heavy load. So, so your experience is that it's uh, that it's it's better or or fine, yeah. just fine yeah. to let it run. And I, I probably would agree with that. Yeah. It's <laughs> you know I agree with him. It it uh, it uh, while a diesel is running, it uses very very small amount of fuel and uh you know especially if you're in the vehicle or whatever and you want to uh, and you're working and you're working you want to yeah. keep it running i i certainly understand that and that and that makes sense so maybe maybe the right answer is its personal preference if the well, especially joe has experience experience yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah that's his experience and i and i think that's probably a valid point all right thank you joe for the input appreciate that skip in bloomington has uh, some uh, question he wants to ask skip what is your question uh, Dan, a question on a 2016 Honda CRV all-wheel drive four-door. Uh, I noticed driving it the other day, um, and her her oil I didn't realize, but when you drive it after 25 miles an hour, it, it kind of kicks back like it it's it's like a plug converter almost, and uh, and then I I found out that the oil was about only about a half a quart low, but it was. It, it once it was filled up, they the oil was you know fairly was clean enough. So it, it was like a plug filter. It was like acting like it was wouldn't shift. It was up to twenty five thirty, and that and it would kick back. Hmm. Any ideas on what is there a a computer problem besides or not? Well, there could be. Uh, that that was going to be my next question. Is the check engine light on or 
or have you had no... And all fuel levels are basically full and clean. Yeah. And the check engine light is not on. Correct. Yeah. So, well, uh, I, I, do, I don't... That doesn't sound familiar to me like that's a common problem on Hondas. What I can tell you is uh, if it was in my shop and I was taking it out for a drive, what I would do is is put my computer equipment, uh, hook my computer equipment up to your car and take it out and drive it and watch, you know, the solenoids in the transmission to see if it's a transmission issue that you're feeling. And then I would also watch all the solenoids on the engine and see what's going on with the engine. And, uh, you know, one, one other thing is in our business, you know, certainly the first thing we do with everything, every single car that we work on is take it for a test drive. So we have lots of experience with driving cars and feeling problems and, and you know, having an idea of what things are. And uh, that's a big deal. <laughs> and, in fact, an old guy is better than a young guy when it comes to having <laughs> felt all of those experiences. So I, I, that's kind of my deal. I end up driving an awful lot of cars that we're, that we're struggling with and, uh, you know, just for the experience factor. Sure. And so uh, – I think some, maybe that's probably where I would go if I was you is bring it in and let a professional <clears throat> take it for a drive, maybe do a little diagnostic on it and, and see what they can find for you. Okay, very good. Thanks, Skip. Texter says this. I assume it means a blend or it's a 2007 Tundra. Driver's side is cold. Where is the blend control for that? Well, I don't know without looking that up, but yeah. uh, that information is readily available if you want to do a, a web search or whatever. You'll, you'll certainly find that. But uh, it's on the heater box some someplace, usually uh, near the center console, and uh, most of the time you have pretty good access to it. In oh. other words, you can uh, you can change those motors without uh, um, ripping too much out. without having to <laughs> yeah. take too much part. And I've done that. I've, I've okay. <clears throat> recently I did one this week where uh, the the um, just on the driver's side it was blowing cold. And uh, we had to change that that little temp motor, and okay. it was you know pretty simple and 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 uh, not that expensive. It's doable. All right, good. Uh, maybe you can help me th- tell me what this is. How do I keep my intercooler hoses from freezing up? What's that? Well, it's part of the turbo, <clears throat> the intercooler for the for the turbocharger, and uh, that's a deal. In, that's another deal in this climate where. Uh, you know, on cars that have a, a very complicated PCV system or uh, a turbocharger and the intercooler uh, gets condensation and moisture in it as the engine is running at different temperatures and then it, it freezes up. So uh, the best way to keep it uh, um, from freezing up is to always get the engine up to operating temperature. In other words, short trips. Sure. Short trips are what cause that. If you get the engine up to operating temperature and 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 uh, drive it, put miles on it, have it warm and dry when you put it away, that's the best prevention for, right. for something like that. Dan, we need to take a quick break. We have more show to come, but keep in mind, Dan, will be here only till about 745. So if you have any kind of a car care, quer, quer, that's tough to say, a car care question. Call it in or text it in, same number, 651-989-9226. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Hall here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Dan, we have about oh, eight, ten minutes left uh, in the show. We have texters. We have callers as well. Let's go to Gene, who's calling from uh, Elk River, I believe. Gene, go ahead with your question. 
Yes, I have a 2007 Tundra. Uh, a couple of years ago, I so I've been kind of stalling on this. The driver's side is cold when I'm calling for heat. I know it's got something to do with what they call the blend door. I just don't know where the one is that controls the driver's side. I think we just yeah. answered that. <laughs> I, oh, I, yeah, I don't know where it is either. <laughs> That's, that was my answer. Uh, we can look it up. I mean, there's a, if, if you do a web search or something, you'll... You'll certainly find that, but uh, or or we certainly have uh, manuals that we uh, that we can look at. But uh, you know, no, I don't. It, it, it's it's in the heater box somewhere, and it's probably down by your feet. Uh, but uh, if you look on the passenger side with a flashlight, you'll see the other side moving, and then you can compare the two sides. And uh, you know, as you switch it from hot to cold, you can compare the two sides and find it that way. Uh, here's a uh, text that says, Dan, a 20-plus-year technician, in regard to the Honda that cuts out like a bad catalytic converter, I've had that happen to me, and it was the VTEC system. Love the show. Oh, the VTEC. I, I don't recall the question. Well, it was. Uh, it feels like, I, it, like it's uh, stuttering or, or stalling okay. or it's fighting against itself. And what he's talking about is uh, the timing, you know, the the – the uh, the vehicle's timing is controlled with oil pressure, and there's solenoids and there's uh, screens that uh, f- that the oil flows through, and you know that solenoid turns on or turns off. And what he's talking about is sometimes those screens plug uh, if it is a timing problem. Uh, sometimes those screens plug, and you have to take those screens out and clean them out so that the oil will flow through again. Sometimes those solenoids fail. Um, and uh, but but if the, if you go to accelerate uh, and the timing is wrong, if the timing's not changing like it's supposed to under acceleration, it'll it'll feel pretty sluggish uh, on acceleration. So uh, I think he's probably right. My diagnos or my diagnostic procedure that I was talking about <clears throat> that's one of the things that we would look at when we're driving it. If we had our computer equipment hooked up to the car, we would be looking at the timing to see if the timing is is changing like it's mm. supposed to. And if the timing's not changing, then we know there's uh, something wrong with the VTEC system. There was another part I didn't see of uh, Matt's uh, text. It, it says it goes into fuel cutoff mode, oil quality and proper level. He said it was only a half a quart low, but making sure it's clean is imperative, as you know. Just a thought. Yeah. No, I think that's a great that's a great thought and and probably exactly uh, what is happening. I think that's uh, that's a that's a great diagnosis. Okay, uh, hello. It says my vehicle is a 2007 Buick, three hundred ten thousand nine hundred miles. Wow. The service traction light comes on every once in a while. I can go days and then it trips. What can cause this? A hub assembly were replaced recently. The brake fluid was low. Just came on first time. Was filled so far so good. Can can that? Uh, uh, it's kind of a typo yeah. here. Evaporate. Never have put in before. Yeah. Can it, that fluid uh, evaporate? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, no, it's going. It's going somewhere. But oftentimes, maybe it's leaking so slowly. Uh, well, two things. The brake fluid goes down because the friction material wears. So, in other mm-hmm. words, as the brake pads or, or shoes wear out. The space is replaced with fluid behind it, and so the fluid will go down that way. Or 
Sometimes it'll leak a little bit of fluid out of the back of the master cylinder and go into the brake power booster, and you never see it. You don't know that. So uh, that's that's what happens to brake fluid. But with regards to the traction control light coming on, that's part of the anti-lock brake system and that hub assembly that they replace certainly could have something to do with it or a different hub assembly uh, or a different uh, anti-lock brake sensor uh, certainly could be causing the problem. Uh, and again, I've, I've been to Lloyd's a number of times over there, many years. Uh, and, and if somebody, a, a, a customer comes in, brings in whatever vehicle it is, uh, you guys have your computers. And if I don't have, or that person doesn't have a maintenance schedule, well, I don't know. It's got 26,000 miles on it. I, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. Don't you have that information oh, there? Absolutely. No matter what yeah, it is. Right. We have it. It's on the web. It's everywhere. I mean, it's, you, can, you don't have to look far to find, to find out the info. what maintenance you should be doing on your vehicle. That's right. true. Tell you what, we, I know you just have a couple of minutes to go here. Uh, Bob in Wilmer is on the line. Bob, thanks for waiting. What's your question? Um, I have a 27 Toyota Camry with about 21,000 miles on. And in the cold weather, sometimes uh, when I put it in gear and step on the gas, the engine just kind of revs up for a while before the uh, transmission engages? Well, um, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't think that's a problem. I think that's, that's probably normal. Um, okay. In cold weather especially, that'll happen. I've noticed that if I park my vehicle for, uh, uh, and it's a Toyota also, that if I park it for a number of days, uh, it actually takes a few seconds uh, or several seconds before the transmission will actually engage. And I think, in, the, in like in the case in my car, I think what happens is the torque converter drains down a little bit, and which is fine. It's no big deal. And it just takes a, you know, the pump has to run a little bit to fill the torque converter back up before the vehicle will pull itself again. So... Uh, I don't think that's a problem. I think it's it's normal and and just fine. Texter wants to know: Do brake lines can brake lines rust all the time? Do they? Yeah, we do them every week. We're uh, an older vehicle. <clears throat> In fact, oftentimes it's what totals a vehicle because it's a big job to replace all of the brake lines. But but uh, we do it all the time. And what we do is make we remanufacture re- uh, brake lines. We make them. Put new. Do fitting, you really put new fittings on them and crimp them and and rebuild the brake lines and uh, put them on? So a common repair. Uh, you know, most shops are really good at it and uh, do do it often. Look, you know, because cars are so expensive now, it makes sense. It's uh, it's one of the things that fails in this climate, and uh, and they need to be replaced. And when they do, do them all. Don't just uh, don't just fix the broken little piece because. Next week, the next piece. The next one, one at a time. I'm surprised there isn't a material like stainless steel or something. Well, they, there is a there is a replacement material that we use that's better. But of course, you know the old brake lines lasted 20 years, so the yeah. replacement ones will last another 20 years. <laughs> another 20, you, you'll yeah. probably be done with it by then. Tell you what, Dan, we got to say goodbye till next week. All right. How do we get good. in touch with you guys at well, Lloyd's? You're come, there today. We are. I'll, I'll be there today. Actually, right. come on over. We're at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can. Call us at 651-228-1316, and you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, Lloyds. See you there, Dan. Sounds good. Talk to you next week. Dan Burns from Lloyds Automotive. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.